This is Will Lewis. Due to technical difficulties, we were unable to use our regular online studio to record today's Punch and Roll podcast. So if you hear echo or any other sound anomalies in today's recording, it is not because of anyone's home studio. It is because of the way we had to meet in order to record the episode. So thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to uh, our latest episode of the Punch and Roll podcast. I'm Will Lewis here with Katie Lee and Roland Wiley. Hello, hello. Hey, Will. How are you doing? Awesome. Pretty good. We are, we've got a lot of uh, new surprises in store for our listeners today. So let's get right into some of the new segments that we have for you guys. That sounds like it's time for the voice challenge. All, All right. right. Are you ready for a challenge? Callan, tell us about uh, this week's voice challenge. Well, first, I want you guys to start with a warm-up exercise. Now, usually I do a vocal warm-up, but this time I want to do a little bit of an acting warm-up to just kind of get you going. Now, this one is about practicing putting emphasis on different words to completely change the meaning of the sentence. For example, my favorite one to use is, I never said she stole my money. Now, if you read that sentence, putting the em- emphasis on different words, like, I never said she stole my money, or I never said she stole my money. It changes the meaning of the sentence completely. And this can be helpful when you're in the booth and you're maybe doing an audition and you want to do a couple different takes to get a different feeling to the sentence. And you can do this for any sentence. And you can try it out. For example, another one might be, I really like Bob's shirt. I really like Bob's shirt. I really like Bob's shirt. So that's a good warm-up for you to try. Next, let's do a tongue twister. Now, this one is one of the most difficult tongue twisters for me to do. So you're in for a little treat here. It's very difficult for me. This one is a box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. Let's try it again. That's mean. A box of mixed mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits. A box of mixed mixed biscuits and and a biscuit mixer. Oh, and Will, you nailed it. A box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. Well done. A box of Katie mixed Cheese. biscuits and a biscuit mixer. I did. Biscuit mixer. Bixer. That one, I can't do. Biscuit, biscuit mixer. Biscuit mixer. Wow. Biscuit mixer. Yeah. Remember a box when you're of mixed doing... biscuits and a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits so and a biscuit mixer. Wow. wow. You, go. you guys are so good. Well, it's because you're Canadian. Yeah. I know. Okay. A box of mixed biscuits <laughs> and a biscuit mixer. Yeah. <laughs> A box now remember of mixed, when you're. You know what helps sometimes, Kellen? Can I, if yeah. you throw oh, in yeah. a little accent, can help a you sometimes. Biscuits and a biscuit. Oh, it still doesn't work. <laughs> a box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. A biscuit mixer? <laughs> Indeed. Yes. With mixed biscuits. Mixed biscuits? Mixed. Oh, you're right. Yeah, a mixed biscuits mixed and a biscuit, biscuit mixer. Biscuit mixer? A now, remember, box. when you're doing your warm-ups, it's not about how fast you can do it. It's about doing it accurately to try mm. to get your mouth all in the right place. So now we're going to move on to our challenge exercise here. We're going to talk about making your character laugh. I've noticed that in beginners' classes and on forums that give advice for beginners, you're told to read out loud in character with a heavy focus on dialogue. 
But when you're in the studio, you're going to be asked to have your character react to situations without any words. So it's important to establish how he or she laughs. Mm -hmm. Also, when you place your character's laugh, that can be really helpful in getting into character. So, for example, a cute little character might just give a little giggle. <laughs> how about you guys? Do you have any good character laughs to share? My boy laugh. There we go. Let's hear your boy laugh, Katie. <laughs> I like it. Right. <laughs> Very nice. That's and that brings me to another point. So another activity is try to start with your laugh. So if you come up with a really unique sounding laugh and then just keep that placement and start talking, you could come up with a really neat new character voice that you didn't know you could do. So idea. that brings me to my challenge. You should send me your best character laugh or come up with a whole new voice based on a laugh you created. And we might even play your clip on the show. You can email your clips to me at voice.challenge at audiblescripts.com and just have fun with it. That brings us to the next segment of our program, and it's today's podcast topic. And that topic is the voiceover industry. What is it like? How many voice actors are out there? If, if, if I'm a new voice actor trying to get into the business, Katie and Roland, mm -hmm. what, what sort of level of competition uh, am I faced with? Yeah. Well, very high. I, 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 I'm excited to say I had a great time at VoiceOver Atlanta 2014. Let me put a plug in for that. And anybody in that area, go to VoiceOver Atlanta 2015. You will learn a lot and you're in for a treat. Uh, but the standard for uh, voiceover is very, very high if you want to compete in the big arenas. And in the smaller arenas, I will say that uh, Stephanie Cicerelli was there from Voices.com who mentioned mm. they have 250,000 people on their roster right now. Wow. 250? What? How many countries? Is that... Uh... Well, that's a good question. I don't know. But Canada and the U.S. mainly, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's just one site. Yeah. I think I got better odds of getting into the NBA at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. No, because, you know, there's a lot of voice work out there, too. The question is how much voice work out there is there. And there's quite a bit. So if you keep honing your skills, you know, um, there's, a, there's a, probably a little bit of work for everybody. Right. A lot of work for the very best. Right. And I mean, even for me and just in the recent week, it's that when it comes to competition, yeah, there's there's plenty of it out there, but don't let that be a discouragement because I know once you hear that there's competition, well, in any job venture you're doing, in anything you like doing, there's other people that do it. You mean there's other actors? Yeah, that's always the case. However, your voice is very unique for what you do. And that's where, mm -hmm. that that was something that I was taught about three years ago because I was constantly trying to make my voice sound like either like Don Law Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to go two ways with that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that my I wanted my voice to have that kind of rich, hearty voice. And I was getting frustrated that my voice wasn't that. And a gentleman that I've known for about going on 10 years now, Bob Holiday, his voice is very signature and very unique. And he told me that same thing. Yes, your voice is very unique for you and you will find jobs that suit your voice. So I, 
that I would I would take that into consideration for those up and coming voice actors like myself. Right. Okay, but there's now a if, of, there's a lot of people out there. Sorry, um, but just you know, your personal best. There's the people who I ran into have been you know taking. They still take workshops, and they've been in the business thirty years. Mm-hmm. But okay, so if uh, you say on voices. Dot com. There's two hundred fifty thousand or yes. voices voice one two. Th- okay, voices dot com. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay, so even probably, you know, greater numbers out there who are not part of that particular absolutely site. So mm-hmm. if I'm competing with these hundreds of thousands of other voice actors and I'm new, I mean, how do I? How can I s- determine what I should try to charge if there's a guy? If there's ten guys in line b- behind me to do the job at the same rate or, you know, something lower than what I, than what I'm trying to charge. Can, can I share, because we had that topic of discussion and you, first of all, you know, you, you want to be good. There are rate books out there. Dave and Dave, the voice over guide, you can find uh, the SAG rates. Voices.com mm-hmm. has suggested rates. Maybe a voice one, two, three does too. It behooves us all to try to stay within those suggested rates uh, because cutting below that does you a disservice. If you're a, a good actor, you want to, you know, hopefully we'll get paid at worth. We can't do this eight hours a day like you can work in an office building. So, you know, right. we have to try to keep our rates competitive and reasonable and may the best man get the job, I say, not the cheapest. Let's keep our rates uh, competitive, you know, Sort of standardized. It'll benefit everybody in the long run, I think. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I agree with that. It was when I first started, I was charging, I'll put it like this, I was charging double digits. And when I I had issued it again to Bob Holiday, you can check him out actually at bobholiday.com. He said, that's beneath you. And I said, well, why? I said, I'm just starting. He said, here's the thing. You have the production background. You know the skill set. You have the skill set. Yes, you are starting, but that is below. That's cutting yourself down. You can charge higher than that. And I did. And I was a little nervous doing it, but it it worked. It worked out. And I mean, that's been the rate that I've kept over the past year has been something that has worked. Now, can I increase it over time? Probably, but I want to get a little more underneath me to prove that, yeah, if you're if I'm making that, that I guess, testament, then I should be able to execute such work, like Katie was saying, my best work. It, do, are your rates, do you mind if me ask, asking you, Roland, since you're sort of our, sure. our guinea pig for the show, are they competitive, are they standardized sort of as like, what, have you looked at voice one, uh, voices.com or no, I uh, had, SAG rates? I had or, not. I had not looked at either one. I mean, it's it's something I'll look at afterwards. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm either in the ballpark or out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus, on in an, another side, it's that I speak Spanish, so I do charge a little bit more for that because that takes a little bit more time. <laughs> hey, comparate! <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's great. Yeah. So. So the question Yo I have. Yo también. Oh, tú también no sabe. Oui. Oh no! Don't do that. Oh, please. ¿En serio? Time out. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Que pasa? That's all I know. Uh, So, when it comes to sites where that 
a lot of job postings are won by the lowest bidder. Okay. And I'm not going to name any of these sites, but I'm, I know that we're all familiar with, with the more popular ones. Are, are you guys suggesting that new voice actors avoid those sites or how would you advise them to, to use those sites to their advantage without being part of this huge race to the bottom? Hmm. Well, first of all, I don't think you're correct in assuming that the lowest bidder gets the job. And that's true. That does happen from time to time. But that, yeah, that happens a lot on Elance is what is my understanding. Oh, I don't know that site. Oh. So that's possible. Um, but I think that, um, I know on voices.com there's a minimum bid that you can't bid lower than, uh, so the very lowest would be the same. And some people I I know for a fact uh, bid higher than their than the clients um, saying they'll do, and they win the jobs because they're so much better. Mm-hmm. So it's not always the case. I don't know about that that other website. No, I think it's a great place to hone your chops. It's a great place to get auditions. You know, do it, and you know if you're starting out. Where are you going to start? Right. Yeah, true. Yeah. Roland? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I took a split moment to actually look at the pay rates of different websites. And yeah, I'd say it's comparable. It's not, it's nothing that's beneath me. Like I said, I, I mean, I'll put it like this. The first time I actually did some voice work, I charged $50, which is really, really low. I mean, it's because that's where I was in my head. I'll put it like this. I don't charge that now. <laughs> but because you feel better about yourself and you feel confident. The other thing is, let's think about this, guys. They're bypassing running a studio. They're bypassing paying for an engineer. Right. You know, yes, it's easier maybe for us to do something from our own home studio if that's the case. But they're saving a lot of money having you do it yourself at home, too. Right. Or in your own studio. So there's something to figure in there for that as well, I think. Yeah, I was reading an article a couple of days ago from a narrator who said she went into a publishing house, a publishing studio uh, a couple of years ago, did a job, for narrated a book for $4,500. And a couple of years later, the same book company hired her at her home studio to narrate a similar title and they paid her like 20, 2,800, you know? So, yeah, I think that there's this downward pressure on rates for voice artists who work out of their home studio, even if they're the same artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something kind of messed up about that. I know everybody's trying to save money, but they're certainly saving money by, you know, having us work from home. And that's not to say that you know, there are things I, I'm, you know, they're not adding an engineer rate on the stuff I do, even if they pay me decently. Right. Um, but I think, I think we should all start thinking that way as, as artists. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to someone that, I mean, they're not in the, the voice industry, but she was doing some side work. She works in the medical field and she halved her rate. And I said, Okay, I said, for all the years you've put into working as a medical person, I said, that was really, I said, I understand it was a helpful thing, but at the same time, you have to still keep your level of standard or level of integrity. I I may be using the wrong word, but I mean, that's still the case. Hmm. 
Well, right. there's always people who are going to, you know, it's kind of up to you what you want. If you see yourself doing it for a living, then you have to sort of come up with a living wage. Right. All right, great. Really great discussion. Yeah. Now that note, guys, it's time for our next segment. <laughs> I thought that was the music you were playing. I thought so. Oh, you guys recognize this? Oh, yeah. I hope I don't get sued by the TV station. No, you know, we, we love Lalo Schifrin's work. We just want to say thank you to Lalo Schifrin and yes. all his wonderful work. Absolutely. Under so many seconds. So exactly, that that music tells us that it's time for our audition talk segment, and we have with us today in our studio Sadie Henschel. Hi, Sadie. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. Will, how are you? Doing great. Thanks. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Katie. Hey, Canada. Hi, Roland. Hey, Canada. Hi, America. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Hi, America Junior. How how are you? So, Sadie, you know why you are here? Mm -hmm. You have an audition, a recent Mm -hmm. audition that you'd like to get some feedback on. I would. uh, From Katie and Roland. And just for, you know, uh, clarification purposes, and uh, you have not uh, paid Roland and Katie with funds deposited into a Swiss bank account. (laughs) Is that right? Not Swiss, no. Okay. Very good. Somewhere so, in the Cayman Islands, maybe, but not go. Swiss. Okay. Well, okay. Oh. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sadie, set up this uh, this piece we're about to listen to. Tell, tell us a little about it, a little bit okay. about it. Um, so this is actually more of an audition exercise that I uh, I did in school, and we had to find something to record for a voiceover. Um, This is from a cartoon that was on TV at the time called Sushi Pack. Um, And it's about these superheroes who are actually pieces of sushi. And the character that you're going to be hearing me read is a reporter. um, And she's doing a news report. Oh, I was going to say you have a great reporter's voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, it's uh, a news report that she's, she's doing about the Sushi Pack. Okay, so we're about to roll that beautiful audition footage. Hi, my name is Sadie Henschel, and I'll be auditioning for the role of Sophia Tucker. Just moments ago, notorious legion of low tide attempted to disrupt Coast City's electrical power. But thanks to the Sushi Pack and their superstar Wasabi, our city is safe again. Thank you, Wasabi. You're amazing. And so cute! This is Sophia Tucker for Coast City News. A weird weather pattern is moving across Coast City. The clouds, described by weeping witnesses as super sad clouds, appear to be heading towards City Hall, where where the mayor's annual picnic is underway. This strange storm front will will certainly dampen the fun. This this is Sophia Tucker for Coast City News. That's it. (laughs) That was great. Uh. I I liked it. I I, I could see the cartoon for some reason in my head. (laughs) That was great. Um, Can I ask you a question? Of course. Okay, it sounded like you had a little... um, 
like a quaver affected thing in your voice. Yeah. Okay. Um, what what informed that choice? I'm just curious. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I know. I mean, are you thinking about at the end or at the beginning? No, at the beginning. At the beginning. Okay. Um, she kind of had this thing. I yeah. didn't know if you were trying to sound like you were talking underwater or what that was. No. Um, I think it was. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a reason that I did that. And it's, it, I think just when I go into that higher register, it might just be something that starts to happen when I'm in the higher register. You were starting uh, to sound a little sad. At the end, I, well, at the end, because it was the sad clouds. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and that was great. I, I really liked the ending. Was she British, uh, Sadie? No, she wasn't. Okay. She just sounded no. like, like a, um, well, I think um, as th the reporter in the beginning, I'm telling you because you had like two different scenes in there. Mm. Um, it had good energy. I would probably pick up uh, the pace, especially at the end. Okay. Because you want to get your whole performance in. You want them to listen. Um, and they're going to listen like the first seven seconds I found out is oh. you have, that's what you have, maybe four seconds to get their attention. Okay. So, um, I think, uh, that little quavery thing was a little confusing. So I okay. think you have a great, uh, a reporter's voice and like, mm -hmm. I hadn't been seeing the picture, so I don't know what the character looks like. So maybe she, she has that in her, but it almost sounded like, um, sometimes we forget as actors that the comedy is in our believing who we are and if, like, like, what did you think of your reporter when you were doing her? Who did you think she was? How old was she? What was her situation? Has she been reporting a long time? Was she somebody new? Um, she was somebody new. She's quite young, I had okay. in my mind. Okay, so she was kind of anxious and excited. Yeah. The, the report. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, gosh, I want to hear it again. It was <laughs> <laughs> um, Here it is. We'll play 30, we'll Just play do like the seconds. first four, yeah, a couple, a few seconds. Just moments ago, notorious legion of low tide attempted to disrupt Coast City's electrical power. But thanks to the sushi pack and their superstar Wasabi, our city is safe again. Thank you, Wasabi. You're amazing. How's that? Okay, yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah. And she thinks Wasabi's super cute, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of times what um, casting directors are looking for is the beats, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the beginning, I think if she could read it, if you if she were straight and a little faster and you're reporting on the news, but you know that you think he's cute. So then you make that transition, you know, mm -hmm. into being all giggly about him, you oh, know, because okay. it almost sounded like a commercial for them rather than a mm. news report. Okay. I don't know. What did you think, Roland? No, I, I was... And it wasn't bad. It was, I mean, there's mm -hmm. some great stuff mm -hmm. in there. No, I like the idea for the news reporter to be the new, the news reporter. But then when they, when she starts to talk about Wasabi, she gets all dreamy eyed. And yeah. I think, I, and, and that's healthy because it's that she's still trying to be professional, but then she's got her heart set on Wasabi and that's where she breaks and mm -hmm. becomes more of just personable. And then she goes back. Yeah, and along those same lines, um, Sadie, you know, when when we get emotional 
we're still usually trying to do our job and fight through it. Yes, that's true. And so even on the the crying thing, when you were, you know, like you, and you really need to tighten that up in the middle. Yeah. But these clouds are coming, and 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 she's really trying hard to give her report, but she's crying. It's not that she's, you know, she is sad, but she doesn't know why. And your crying at the end sounded great. It was like a really great sound. But just to keep that in mind, that just because you're crying doesn't mean you want to be. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I think, you know, a lot of times a choice isn't just one choice. It's a few different, it's a couple different choices because different things are going on, you know? For sure. I mean, and she's a reporter and she, you know, wants it. But it, it sounded really believable at the end. I thought it was really, really cute. I think the beginning just... The perkiness, if you want to be perky, still make her sound professional. Like, here I am right now because she's very serious and she's also, but if she's, you know, she's got that smiley reporter thing, you know, I'm here reporting and this horrible thing was happening because remember you were reporting something bad, but then we were saved by, and every time you can, you know, fluctuate that, that gives Mm -hmm. the casting director a sense of, you know, how much you can do because you only have so much to show them. So if you can do it and make it make sense, I think you should try to do that. Okay, wonderful. Um, does that sound right, Roland? Stop no. me if I sound like I'm off my rocker. <laughs> no, I, I don't really have more to add to that. It's just, it's like I said earlier, it's just the fact that she's trying to keep that professionalism, but when it hits a soft spot, then she loses that professionalism. It's if we were to flip it and make it a guy, and all of a sudden, and then Raquel Welch showed up. Hi, Raquel. Yeah. But anyway, I'm still <laughs> reporting the news and trying to keep it professional. And it's and like it is a cartoon, so you can you you can stretch it. You can be extreme, and that's what's fun about cartoons. And even mm-hmm. that, you know, Wasabi, he's so cute. Oh, um, and you know, back in the news, you yeah. know, like yeah, you should, yeah. You, and you yeah. can do little things like that with your audition, your um animation audition, because that kind of stuff isn't written in there. Mm-hmm. You know, commercials and straight stuff don't have a lot of room Mm-mm. for that, but cartoons do. And just like uh, Callan suggested with a laugh, mm-hmm. I mean, it always catches their attention. Like say, that you know, you've got three, two, one, and go reporter what, or Sophie. <laughs> oh, um, you know, or just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, or whatever thing you can add, a little something in front of your read sometimes helps to just make it sound different from what they've heard the other people do. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, throwing in your own little laugh, like like Callan said. Um, what did you think hearing it back? I'm just curious. It's it's always interesting. I'm still, I mean, I'm still new to this, so uh-huh. I'm still adjusting to hearing my, my voice back at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's definitely things that I would, change listening to it now i mean there always is i think um yeah I, it, it it sounded better than i imagined it might what did your teacher say about it sadie um she gave me some not bad feedback she said that uh i needed to i think i had done it too fast um when i first read it so i had to slow down a little bit so i may have been focusing on that uh, when during this one um uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You, were, you mm-hmm. were you were consumed by the pace. You were exactly. focusing on the pace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I forget the acting sometimes. I I'm, I'm trained in acting, and I I forget to do it. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering because I was just curious. When you're reading for animation, are you mm-hmm. thinking I have to be cute, I have to be funny, or I have to 
be acting and um, be that person. Mm-hmm. Part of me is thinking both. I know from my background that the acting is so essential and that you need to focus on that. But I think that I do get carried away in that sense because it's you kind of just get I get involved in the in the voice and in that aspect of it. And I just let it get away from me. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's always tricky to think about who, you know, if you if you're performing for somebody, sometimes we can get caught up in the the performance, but definitely animation is character driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the more you're clear on on who she is and and what she's thinking and what her job is, yeah. Um, you don't have that script in front of you, do you? I don't, but I can go grab it. Well, I don't. I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> time we have. Just, how about, how about time. if um, how about if you just said, you know, I never sh- said she stole my money in that in that character <laughs> voice. I can do that. Yeah. This is Sophia Tucker, and I never said she stole my money. Okay, good. And that doesn't have that wavery thing. Um, Now, if you wanted to make her a little younger, how would she sound? This is Sophia Tucker, and I never said she stole my money. Okay, great. Now, remember, she's her name, just like our slates, need to be Mm -hmm. full of... She's proud of herself that she's got this job as a reporter. This is Sophia Tucker, and I never said she stole my money. Great. I like that And how one. about just say the, the same, uh, um, introduce yourself and then smile when you say the line. This is Sophia Tucker, and I never said she stole my money. Okay. Were you, were you smiling? I was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, look at her picture. She's smiling. <laughs> Okay. Uh, do I do I need more Vaseline? <laughs> no, that that's good. Now I hear it. Now now I yeah. hear it in your voice. Um, okay, and that, and now like that ominous, you know this. What was the situation? There was something that the wasabi people saved the day. That's the Legion the of Low Tide. Yes. Ah. Oh, that's what I wanted to. I, I was wondering because I wasn't sure where the quotes went. Like what the actual name was that you were building. Oh, okay. Okay. Of the, sh- yeah, uh, the legion because, of low tide. Yes. So yeah, I would make sure that you say that clearly, but keep it together, like we know that that's who you're talking about. Okay. Because I, you know, if, if we're not familiar with the show or we're not mm-hmm. familiar with, uh, who it is, okay. Uh oh. All right. We, we're getting there the boot. Is our we're getting the boot. Blaster. That means we are out of time. But that was a great audition talk. Yeah, that was terrific. It was really yeah. fun listening to that. It was really good. You're on your Thank way. You. Thank you for your feedback. That was great to hear. I enjoyed it. Thanks, uh-huh. Sadie. Okay, Thank you. so that does it for this episode of the Punch and Roll podcast. Uh, I'm somebody here, producer, moderator, Will. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, Katie and Roland. Hey, thank you, Will. See you next time. Always fun, folks. We'll talk to you again next time. Original music by Ben Sullivan. Available on iTunes.